Welcome to Pull the Pin Ready, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We're not going to guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. Let's pull the pin. All right, Mike. So what are we going to discuss today? There's a topic on everyone's mind, Jim. Dealing with sports. Let's keep it context. Keep it with sports. <clears throat> oh, near and dear to everyone's heart. White privilege. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. I'm sure this is sparked by something recent. Oh, yeah. Steve Nash. Uh, he was hired. Right, right. And that yeah. was white, right? <clears throat> really? Really, Jim? I don't really? know. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you know. Oh, it's not hockey. Yeah, yeah it's not Steve hockey, Nash so, white. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have figured he was white if he was hockey. Right. But he was hired, and some people had some uh, opinions about you know, other people were better candidates and he doesn't have a, you know, resume for the job. And they say that was an example of white privilege. And I think this is what, what's his name? Stephen A. Smith? Oh, yeah. You know, he's the most voice. <clears throat> I mean, you know, he's probably behind Charles Barkley these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do like Charles Barkley. Yeah. I have to tell you, too, just a quick side story that uh, when I worked for TSA, yeah, I worked for TSA. Yeah, I actually had to swipe his shoes. They were like this big, dude. Not kidding. Stephen A. Smith? No, Barkley. Oh, okay. At okay. the airport. Yeah, I had to check yeah. to make sure he didn't sneak, you know, any explosives in there. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, TSA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, I was like, I wasn't a groupie, so I didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just Everyone else was probably standing around like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do chase yeah. him down there. But, yeah. anyways, so on to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was a show. Uh, I didn't remember the name of the show. Do you catch the name of the show he was on? No. No, I just got a clip. Oh, it was a it was a call, and I'll I'll put it in the, the description probably. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Obviously, uh, it's water time. Speaking of sports, stay hydrated. <laughs> Drink water, and no, I'm not going to pour it over my head to make sure it's empty. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a military thing. If you don't get it, um. So all right, so we heard this uh, interview, and he was on the phone with three gentlemen, and. First thing I noticed right off the bat was he was angry. Um, what's that? Steve, uh, Stephen A? Yes. Uh, you noticed that right off the bat? Well, no, no, not not initially. Obviously, oh, okay. he, he eased into it, but he immediately went from zero to 100 um, in, in that one conversation where he just started talking, talking. You didn't see him go... Obviously, I, I wouldn't call that a Stephen A's uh, 100. Oh, but. OK. All right. Well, maybe compared to him. And, you know, in, in all fairness, you know, I don't follow him per se, but I have seen him before. And I always used to appreciate him because he would go against the grain. Yeah. You know, he would go against the, you know, things he thought Ooh. were wrong and he'd stand up for things that made sense. Ooh. But now he's going against your grain. Yeah, I think I think well, I think contradiction. He's going with the grain. If you're talking white privilege, if you're going to yeah. be a, a, a you're going to stand out there and call something white privilege, right? Uh, that's not against the grain anymore. You're going with the flow. And in fact, oh okay, if you, I, I disagree, but okay, well, I see why you say that. Well, if you if you did um if you did hear some of the things he said right off the bat, he was talking about name uh, one uh, black coach that was given this opportunity. And I think he was immediately challenged on that. <clears throat> and they By said, uh, one of the, I don't know the guy's oh, name. Oh, one of the guys. And okay, okay. One of the guy, the thing he, he basically said, well, how many of these opportunities have come up? 
And you can even tell Stephen A was tap dancing. He was like, well, well, there was this, this. You know how I say that because he immediately took it out of basketball and said, well, it's not just about basketball because he couldn't really name how many championship teams were given up. Yeah, but yeah, he to me he immediately named the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Right. But then he contradicted himself as well when he said, "But I understand why they hired Phil Jackson." Right. But see, that's my yeah. point. Is is I think that what the what the interviewer was trying to get at is, I thought Steve Steve A was a little bit more angry that this was a championship team given to Nash than he was that Nash was given the job. I I would agree, but I think it was because it's a championship team given to someone who has no resume when it comes to coaching. Right. But they yeah. also brought up resumes before. So he's tying in the championship part. So he's try he was trying to say that that a black coach would have been given a team that was falling apart and need to be rebuilt where now an opportunity comes up where it's a championship team and you didn't just hand it to a black coach. Right. You you essentially just handed it to a white coach. And inexperienced. Well, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. He was talking about because there are inexperienced black players that got jobs as coaching. They named a few on there. <clears throat> Not head coaching. <clears throat> they named like assistant coaching. No. They, they spoke of a few coaches that were given positions with no resume. Who? Uh, okay, Isaiah, we don't have to rehash it. But Isaiah okay, Thomas, I think they talked about. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a super right. follower of basketball, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I know people have already brought this up. That's why he referenced yeah. it. People calling him and challenging him on that. But it seemed weird to me that really he seemed just more mad that it was a winning team given to a white player with no resume. I didn't get that from that, but okay. Well, why mention mention it? If it's white privilege, what does it matter that it's a winning team or not? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, if it's white privilege, you should be mad that no one else was interviewed and they just gave it to this inexperienced guy, period. Right. No need to mention a championship team. Exactly. That's why I said by mentioning that leads me to believe that that's what really bugs him. Oh, okay, okay. And, and, And it also makes me question... What does he have invested in this that he's so heated about that? Well, I mean, that's Stephen A. Smith, though. That's vintage sure. Stephen A. He, he, he's, he gets heated about things, and it's like, that's what he does. Sure. There's a lot of things he's, he's done that I disagree with. And uh, with this one, I'm just going to say, hey, what do the players say? Or the current players and the uh, former players, what do they say about it? Well, and, and also he talked about that. He talked about the two superstars writing off on this. Yeah, Durant and Irving. Yeah. And what was even more more funny to me is 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 when he mentioned that um, we're in unprecedented times. So I'm thinking like, so because we're in the middle of unprecedented times we need to change the standard or I don't know what he's really saying there. Well, I think that's exactly what he was saying. And you touched on it when you said, because we're in an unprecedented time, we need to change the standard. Now define the standard. Uh, That's clearly what I want to get at because I think he even, he even defined the standard. And uh, well, let me mention too, that he even spoke contradicting himself. He said that, they should have interviewed other people, but then said he didn't know who was interviewed because they didn't make it public. Right. 
So how are you going to cry white privilege about something you don't even know how it happened? I agree with that. I will agree with that. But I'll have to defend a little bit and say, it, make it public. Sure. But you know, you make the information. No, absolutely not. Well, so I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> one my, that's one of my biggest chances in this. You know, well, Mike, if you want to, if you want to own a team, you make the money. You go own a team. Guess what? You get to yeah, hire whoever on, you want. Man. Come on, man. Let's not go there. We're, we're going to go there because he no, brought it that's up. Like, no, that's like somebody said. Well, if you want to talk about that, get your own show. No, I mean, isn't that what we're doing? Yeah, I isn't got that what that. we're doing right here? Exactly. But can everybody do that? No. No, not everyone can do can it. Can everybody so be a surgeon? No. Right. Okay, so, so that's what I'm saying. If you, so they don't okay, they don't have to make it public, let's say. All right, all right. They don't have to make it public. But my thing is what's that's what he's talking about in this in this unprecedented time. Basically what I got from that was in this unprecedented time, why are you making it so that people don't know and then they'll be able to just label you as doing something yeah, but I don't uh, think you should privilege. have to. I, I think the, we're missing a big point here. Is is he said even the league is what eighty percent black? Yeah. So where's the diversity? What happens? So so let's say hypothetically a bunch of white people are good at basketball, but they're not as good as eighty percent of the black people, so they don't make the team. Right. Maybe they focus on coaching and get really good at coaching. So does that mean there's some disparity here? I mean, because they play the game very well, but they're not as good as some black players, so they don't get into the NBA, so they coach instead because now they can't play. They focus on coaching. Is that Does that mean that just because they're white, they're not good coaches? Mm, no, but uh, well, I don't why, know. Why is what, that being used as a defense? Yeah. No, dude, he played, and he played very well. But, but I understand. Other people, other people have played and played very well. But you lose me when you say, uh, well, I don't know if any of the people he mentioned were interviewed. They probably were. But, but then if they weren't. Okay, if they weren't, okay, no one else was in. I mean, but what my question is, why are you bringing, even bringing in white privilege? Like, that's where I have a problem with it. I don't even know why you're bringing that up. Because just because. Well, let's let's go back to numbers. Let's do this. How many NBA teams are there? Thirty. I don't know. Thirty teams. Okay. Thirty teams in the NBA. Okay. What did Stephen Smith say? Sixty percent of the country's white. Right. Right. So sixty percent. How much? What percentage? I don't know where he got that number though. But okay. Whatever he got the number, we'll go yeah. his numbers. So what percentage of of, of the country is black? Or black uh, men. Black men, we got to cut down to black men now because unless they're going to, women want to go coach, which they can, but what percentage of black men? So what I'm getting at is if you look at the numbers, he's trying to use the numbers against um, this whole white privilege narrative. When I'm telling you, your numbers support it. If 10%, we'll go with 10, 15%, whatever, 15% of, of the population is black. Okay, now you're assuming that all of those 15% are into basketball and like, just like the other white population. But even if you take those numbers, what's 15% of, of 30? What's that? What's 10% of 30? Three. Right. Mm -hmm. That means three black coaches would represent the diversity of the country compared to white versus black. Maybe my, I'm off a little on my numbers cause it's 60%. So maybe there's some Hispanic and Asian uh, coaches mixed in there. 
But the point I'm getting at is you can't argue that you understand that the majority of the population is white. And then in the same token, you want an overrepresentation of black coaches. How would that be an overrepresentation? Because if you just go based on the percentages and the numbers, what makes it okay to have an entire NBA staff, 50% black, 50% white, when the population is 10% versus 60%? Okay, so you're saying that it's black privilege in the NBA as far as players go. I'm saying there should be no privilege. You shouldn't. Oh, I know. I understand that. But going by the numbers. Sure. You're saying it's black privilege in the NBA. I'm saying if you want to tell me, if you want to make an argument that there should be more black coaches in the NBA based on your statistics or, or your representation of diversity, then I'm telling you that I will stand behind that argument when you have an equal number of white people represented on the court. You won't because it's not talent. There, there just happens to be a lot more black people that are really good at basketball than mm-hmm. there are white people. So why is there not an outcry for diversity in players? That's not the cry. So that's why I'm saying this whole white privilege crap that he's pulling is garbage. It's not about white privilege. It's about getting black privilege. That's what it's about. Why would you hand somebody a job because they're black? They're underrepresented. Well, I don't think that's what he's saying. What he's saying is you're telling me that there were no better qualified black former players to choose from than just to hand it to Steve Nash. That's what, what he's saying. But what does that matter? Like, what why, mean, is what that, does that matter? why is that relevant? Since when so you, does, since oh, when does everyone have to go to a job? Like if, if I were to get another third person on this show, if we were to bring in a third person and make it a permanent thing and, and we wanted to bring somebody in, who would we hire? A white guy, black guy, Spanish guy, Asian because guy? If you, if you look at the, uh, the, uh, the, the talent on this show, it's it kind of 50-50. It stinks. 50-50. <laughs> But but my point is, who cares what color it is? Stephen A. Smith does. Apparently. And that's my my, my question is, why does he care? Well, but I mean, okay, let's take him out of it. Okay. You have other uh, like because he's a he's a reporter. He's a journalist. He's a commentator. Right. As far as I know, he's never played the sport. Okay. Sure. But I'm going to say he knows more than I do about sports or basketball. Let's keep it with basketball. Okay. okay? And I'm fine with that. But when I look, when I look at how former players or other commentators or, or former coaches speak on it, then I'm like, okay, I'll listen to them more than I'll listen to him. Some people agree with the hiring. Some people say, nah, I think it was wrong. You know, we never got that opportunity or we don't get that opportunity. And I'm like, okay. Boop. But who said you're owed that opportunity? I don't think anyone's saying that they're owed, but it is. Well, he did. No, he did. Because he. No, I I understand what he said, but no one I said, no no one where I read said that they were owed that. Right. And no one should expect that. No one should expect that just because I'm white or black, that I should be given an opportunity to be a coach of a basketball team. No one said that. In fact, Stephen Smith brought up the fact that white people apparently have this, um, system where they they reach out and they grab other white people and hire them. So that apparently is a problem. But if if, if a black guy or black players don't reach out and grab a black guy to hire them, they're wrong too. 
So why is it that white oh, guys you're saying that hire white he guys? He this over here is wrong, but he wants black people to do this type of behavior. The same thing. That's wrong. Yes. Oh, okay. It, it's a double standard. Exactly. That's my okay. point. Is so how how can he sit there and stand on this this grandstand to say that you know we need to stop white uh, owners from hiring white coaches, and we need to have black players stand up and get black coaches in there? So is that not the same thing? Well, I don't. Well, when he used the term "in there," I think he was talking about at least to be interviewed. Yeah, but still, nobody's owed that. You're not owed an interview. You can be the greatest coach in the world. You've seen that with athletes alone. I mean, right. you see some athletes that just burn bridges. They could be the greatest athletes in the world, and teams don't want them. Nobody owes you a job. So if you're not getting interviewed, then you need to do something else. You need to try to get inside the circle. You need to do whatever it takes to be in the in the know, in the circle, whatever this so system you, you, is. You don't think that's uh, uh, discrimination? Say a wee bit? Uh, yeah, let's use that word. I'm going to say it's just unfair. No. Do you, oh, do no? You know, you know why? Let, let me give you a great example. Let me, I, can, okay. I can go outside and I can stomp my feet all day long. But I lived in Jersey for quite a bit. And... In New Jersey, every gas station was owned by Arab people. Okay. And every employee was Arab. They're either Indian or something. And guess what they did? They bought a gas station, they brought their family over, and they hired them. Okay. And now they're all successfully taking care of each other. So do I go stomp my feet and say, why are there no white people or black people working here? or I'm not getting gas from you guys ever again. It, do I have the right to do that? Yeah, you can do that. Well, yeah, of course I got the right to go do whatever I want. But, <laughs> you can do that. But but would I be in the right? I mean, do you think I deserve to go stomp my feet and say, well, you're not hiring well, anybody but your own people? Well, then that would be the same thing, right? Can we honestly say that we know they didn't hire or at least interview other candidates for the positions? Really? Yeah. Every employee is related to them somehow? I don't know that. If I do know that, that because I can okay. ask them. Well, that's a family business then. Right. So right. The, and, and who decides whether it's a family business or not? The owner. Oh, so if somebody owns something, they can determine whether it's a family business or not? Yeah, but that doesn't make it right. So what's wrong about that? If you create a business listen, and you want to hire your children so that hey, they listen, can inherit the business. I'll get you. I got you. I, I got it. Okay. If I wanted to hire my uh, large number of kids for my, for my uh, business. <laughs> you start your own team. You can buy a team, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If I wanted to start that basketball team, that's fine, right? But then if I wanted to keep that rotation going and – I don't know, man. It's it's a slippery slope because now we're talking about a family business to uh, owning a private company, right? It's all private company. Yeah, it's, it's all a private public company. company. That's no, why these. You're not that. Uh, what's his name? Sean. They said Sean. Whatever his last name was, the GM. He's not related to Nash. But it doesn't matter. The, the the reason discrimination came up was for government. Right. Those entities that were being financed by the people. We pay for the government. So if they think it needs to be no discrimination in hiring for the government, it's because you and me are paying their salaries. Okay. If I am paying the salaries of the people for work for me. 
I decide who works for me. I do. And you don't have any right. You can go, you have the freedom to go and complain all you want, but you have no right to demand an interview. Okay, so all he's doing is complaining. Well, that's what he's doing. And that's what I'm calling him on. I'm calling on his little whining, complaining and and trying to use white privilege as some sort of leverage because it's the the culture of today. It ain't white privilege. Why wouldn't it be? Why would it be? Ah, Because they just hired somebody who has no experience. So you have all these other candidates who have experience in coaching championships and all of that. So they just chose the white guy who doesn't have any experience. So that's it. So it's just some white guy with no experience versus a bunch of other coaches who have a lot of experience. That's the criteria of hiring. I guess so. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, That's what happened, right? That's the requirements. No, that's you don't know that. We don't know much about anything, do we? It could be as simple as, as like, hey, this guy's done so much for our team. I want to return the favor. And so you now, okay, have the right okay. to do that. No, I just think that he's a, Sean Marks is a racist guy, and he wanted to hire somebody white. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just making things up here. I don't believe that, by the way, Mr. Marks. I, I don't know. <laughs> Say <saying> that. <laughs> no, no we, I mean, what you said is just as arbitrary as me saying uh, that stupid remark about Mr. Marks. Because I don't know. Well, In the well, absence of but knowing, I, what is but I do know. conjecture? Let's look at the facts. You're saying the guy's never been a coach. He's white. And he was hired by the Nets. Those are the facts we know. Right. And based on that argument, you're going to draw a white privilege conclusion? Uh, yeah, he did. Well, he did. Yeah. But he, I'm not asking him. I'm asking you. You're going to draw a white privilege from them? Those facts? No, I, I drew that, uh, Sean. Now you're making me repeat it. Sean Marks. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that's the only conclusion that he came up with. I can see it, right? But can I prove it? No. Right, and I think it's irresponsible. I think it's Why? very irresponsible to be throwing out things like white privilege when you can't prove them. And in your own argument... Uh, what would prove white privilege in this instance for you? And, what would prove it? Well, nothing, because I don't believe in it. Oh, I think man. I think by acknowledging so, white privilege, by acknowledging white privilege, <laughs> you are a racist. Oh, because if you think that I have some privilege over you, then you must think you're inferior. I don't have that? any more privilege than you. No, that wouldn't not be for my case. race. No, that, say what? For my race, I have no more privilege than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess we is that rabbit hole, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm sure we got a little bit of time on this one. You want to? Oh, uh, that's a different show, buddy. If you want to do a white privilege show, we can do that. But no, nah, you don't want to. No, no, we'll never get back to the Steve Nash hiring. Believe me when I say well, that. Well, I don't think I, I still think it's irresponsible. I think you know, for a guy who just runs around, he's yelling right now. I think it's very irresponsible to bring white privilege into this. He could have easily made his statement saying, "How are you going to hire a guy?" with no experience when other people were just as good for the job and weren't interviewed, even though he didn't know that. Right. But he went into a place, a, a, a white privileged place, and even justified it by saying the times we're in today. Right. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean a bunch of black people are waiting for handouts now because we're in these hard times now? Is that what he's saying? I, I don't understand what he means by that. He's talking about with all the rioting. What does that about mean? People being, people being treated unjustly. There's not equality. Blah, blah, blah. Isn't that a perception? That's he, but that's a perception, but, right? Yeah, it's just like, do you believe is equality in America? N- why would there be equality? 
No, do you believe that Jesus, man, what are you running for office? Do you believe there's an equality in America? Based on what? No, I don't think anybody's I think we're equal human beings, but I don't equal think there's human equality. Beings. Wow. What office are you running for, Jim? <laughs> well, that's you can't just say equality. What do you mean by equality? Equality of opportunity or equality of outcome? Do you believe that no matter where we go, no matter what we do, you and I will be judged the same? No. But okay. that is a lot of factors based on that. Okay, and that's it doesn't, fine. And it doesn't, mean, fine. it doesn't mean it's always going to be in my favor. Okay, right. that's fine. So All right. there's but no guarantee I would, of I would venture. I would venture to say, depending on where we will go, that the majority of places in America, you would be, have more privilege than I would. Because of my and, and I have, color? Say what? Yeah, duh. That's what we're talking about, right? But <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it is. And why? Yeah. Because you're white, Jim. So what makes, what makes being white so good in these places? Because you have a privilege. What is that privilege? In order to have a privilege, I don't care something if it's, must be given I don't, to me. I, I don't care if it's uh, not being harassed. I don't care if it's uh, not being followed. I don't care if it's whatever it, it is. So let okay? me ask you a question. Okay. Oh, oh, rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, ask the question. Maybe that's we should have just skipped the whole Stephen Smith yeah. and went to the right privilege. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what we should have just started this with. <laughs> but he, he, he brought it in. I, I honestly think that this didn't well, even belong. Well, he didn't bring in the day, the times that we live in today, so it's kind of outside of the, the NBA. You yeah, know I mean, mean but, but see, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the concept. You know, do you believe in black privilege? Hell yeah. Okay, so which one's more important than the other one? What do you mean more important? Which, well, which one, one takes more... precedence? Well, obviously, if the, you know, white privilege, you said majority of places. So obviously, well, white privilege, okay. better have white privilege than black privilege, right? Is that what you're saying? If, if it's you, yeah. Oh, it's me, it's better. Yeah. It's me, it's <laughs> yeah. So if I'm white, it's better I have white privilege. But if I was black, it's better I had white privilege. You really and truly believe that you don't have anything, you're not better off being white in this country? With everything that's well, going on, you, you don't see it that way. You know, no, no, I, I can't say that I don't see it. See, I just think it's not as simple as you're trying to make it sound. Well, it's you see, that's the thing. No, no, no. That's, that's good that you say that. And I mean that, right? right? Because we see it from a different perspective. And remember in one of the last shows we did, I say, understanding another one's perspective. Man. Sure. That's, that's something that Americans just refuse to do. Well, and, and, I, and I think we could do this because if we go into other avenues, let's, you know, if you get off of color, you know, we, we can both agree there's economic privilege, right? Yeah. So if I have a lot of money, if I'm Oprah Winfrey and black, I have a lot of money that trumps black, white privilege, doesn't it? Depends on the context. Okay. But the point yeah, being is I've never, I, I, I can't imagine um, the money being, less important than the color of your skin. We really need to do a show on this topic because I think one of the greatest tricks, one of the greatest tricks, one of the greatest things that was ever created is when, uh, who was that? I want to sit now. Nah, I don't want to misquote someone, but LBJ is coming to my head about convincing the poorest white person that they're better than the, the most well-off black person. Sure. But that's yeah. all still a perception now. But I guarantee yeah. you, I guarantee you, none of those poor white people have privilege. Okay. I, I, I worked. I worked in a, a 
obviously I was a cop and we had five districts and I explained this and the, the lowest district was the biggest trailer park I'd ever seen in my entire life full of poor white people. Right. District next to it was more of a predominantly black section of the neighborhood. Those two were where we did all of our work, but they were completely <laughs> different. And it wasn't just because they were white. It was going into another thing we need another segment for. It was about culture. Mm. And the culture is creating the perception of privilege. And that's the problem I see. I don't think it's because I'm white. It's because when people see me as white, they expect a certain behavior. Okay. And if they see you as a black man, they expect a different behavior based on what their experience is with the behavior of a predominant culture with your race. So you're saying that you do see white privilege there? No, I'm saying- Based on culture? All right, if you want to split hairs here, of course there's white privilege, there's black privilege, there's economic privilege. Privilege is privilege. Okay. If, if I'm in my family, if my dad owns a business and he hires me, I had privilege. Okay. If I have two parents, I have the so privilege. Now take it out. Take a- it out of the family. Now just keep it in the race. If a white man owns a business and he hires this white guy instead of Hispanic, Asian, or black guy, then there's privilege. Okay. And if a black man owns a business and he hires a black guy, what is that? Equal opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, this would be like I the wanted to keep a straight face so bad, man. I would have gone you out right on that one. <laughs> That's my point. I think my point is if you want to talk about white privilege, you can't deny other privilege. You just can't act like white privilege is the problem. Maybe, yeah, maybe but, that's the direction we need to take. Well, well, yeah, okay. But I think it would be, hey, man, I was telling you, we really need to do a show on it. Because <laughs> so what was his name? Steven Smith? Is that what his Steve, name? Steven, Stephen A. Smith. Man, Stephen A. Smith. Maybe, but at least we're not having the conversation in the tone that he was having it. He was angry uh, and he was uh, talking to... Yeah, I, I didn't see him as being angry. But. Well, if because you, you see him as normal, that's perspective. Yeah, your perspective. That's his normal tone. But to me, he would not stop. He was I mean, I could probably I can hear the blood vessels breaking. And (laughs) the guys even in doing the interview, he's he's you're interviewing me like he like went like, whoa, like slow down there, cowboy. So, yeah, that to me is angry. My perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But to you, that's normal. So you must see that all the time. Well, he's normally angry. Oh, so it is angry, (laughs) but it's normal for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's got anger privilege. Ang- uh, uh, yeah, because he gets paid to be that way. Right. And then people listen yeah. to him because he's angry. Yeah. Right. And he Speak can use his mind. And he can use things like white privilege when he has no idea if anyone was interviewed other than the white guy. Right. And still keep his job and get paid lots of money and angry. Speak and- his mind, yes. say stupid things. Hell, what he privilege could be president. He could be president. What privilege does he have? Say what? What privilege does he have that he can say all these things and still keep his job? I don't know if it's a certain. Oh, he's a journal journalist privilege. What about black? <laughs> does he have black privilege? Can only black because people make comments like that and get away with it? Like if I were to go out and say, "Hey, you got black privilege," you don't think people would be mad at me? Yeah, it's people mad at him for saying white privilege. What's the difference? Yeah, but he he's not going to get fired or canceled. You won't get fired or canceled. 
not on my own show, but I mean, exactly. you two will cancel me. Yeah, that's your white privilege. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I forgot to tell him. I didn't fill that block in. You two, yeah. I'm white. Please do not cancel me. Because no white person has ever been canceled. Oh, no, never. Right. Ever, ever. Right, of course. I'm just trying to say, I mean, there, there, you can't accuse people of white privilege and not acknowledge your own black privilege by being able to say that. To being able to just randomly accuse a guy that you don't even know used any kind of white privilege on public to discredit. When you say he accused someone of what? He, he just said this is a, a scenario of white privilege. So someone created that. Yeah. So someone, he's, he's trying to deny who he's blaming. He, he tap danced so much around who he's actually blaming for it. But he did try to almost, he tried to go down the route of trying to blame the two superstars, but that's where the guy cut in and said, hey, you better be careful because now you're trying to say, you know, you're, take, you're going down a route where... Oh, yeah, to, when you say you're, you're trying to, uh, you, you might be saying they're turning their backs on the black community, right. blah, blah, so, blah. So, but you see yeah. what I'm saying? So he, he went down that, that route. So he chose yeah. that. So he's somebody, he's accusing someone of using their white privilege. I thought, I just looked at the GM. Right. When he was talking, it's all directed. He's he's making that accusation without knowing the hiring process, even though you think like he does that they should make it public. I could care less. It's not a government entity. Nobody's paying for it, but them. It's a private business. They can. No, when I said they should make it public is when he was talking about in the unprecedented times that we're living. Right. Because you you want to appease the angry people who are using the word white privilege. Yeah, why, I don't so see an issue why. with that, though. Well, no, I'm not saying that the angry people or whatever. Well, then why would you need to say it? Say what? Why would you need to, to announce the people who were interviewed? Why not? Sure. Why not? No, I, I ask you, why not? Sure. To me, like, is, to me, I don't see an issue with that. That's a, and I don't even care if he would have... Sorry, this is something flying I had to get. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't usually get flying things in here. Uh, Yeah, but no, um, I don't see an issue with that. I didn't say they had to. I'm just, I kind of agree with what he said about in these days, in this day and age, why not just be transparent? That's the way I I understand if you want to look at the right and wrong thing to do. I understand you could say, okay, we should be transparent. We should be always transparent. That's the right thing to do, even with the government and everything. You know, everyone should be transparent. So we know you're not deceiving us. But no one owes me that. Now, the government, we can hold accountable because, like I said, we are paying them. They're using my money. But I don't have any right to demand to see your financial books, your hiring process, your anything with your business. Now, would it be the right thing for you to do to every time you want to hire somebody announce to the world and the public? Hey, look, I'm going to be hiring people. This is how much I'm willing to pay. And this is, you know, you can make this argument with the the pay women and and men's pay is different. So why not be transparent about everything? I don't know about that. I'm just talking about. Why not? The statement he. Why? Why is it? it. Why is it okay? Why is it okay that we, we have to be transparent on who we're interviewing and not transparent about everything else. I don't know. I just maybe it's because I just don't care. Some people out there might agree with you on that. They need to be transparent on everything. But if you ask those same people about their taxes, whoa, that's none of your business. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I err on the side of 
It's none of your damn business. It's my team, my business. Okay. I own it. It is none of your damn business. So if you're going to make not, an that's, accusation, that's not. That's not. Mm, that's not. Mm, that's not good. Why is it not good? Not today. It's my. It's, it's, it's none so of your business. So what you're saying? What you're saying is because you have angry people who think they're being unfairly no, treated. No, I don't care about the people. Then why is it I, not okay? No, my thing is, it's like uh, you're kind of... Let me see your taxes. You're kind of... Well, hold up now. It's being <laughs> proactive. You know? I understand you, you the moral putting argument. putting all the information out there. I understand the moral argument. Not who was hired, but who was um, interviewed. But that will stop all the business, though. Okay, then deal, people, deal with the complaints when they come. But that's fine. You're, you're don't complain people. about the complainers. Don't complain. I, I am yeah, complaining about the complainers. Leave, leave him alone. It's his <laughs> team. It's his business. He can hire whoever the hell he wants to. So why are you saying that? Why do you feel this the man to went on public TV and complained? And no, he didn't just complain. Yes, he well, he's complaining. And no, now you're complaining not. about his he complaint. Did not. He he elicited <sighs> an entire race of people. He didn't just say Stephen Nash is unqualified and should not have been hired. That's a complaint. He went okay. up there and said, this is an example of white privilege. Now he included an entire, what did he say? 60% of the population. He brought 60% of the population into this conversation that has nothing not to do with it. What? It's not true with the 60%, but. Well, I, I, whatever, his number. Yeah. But he did that. He didn't just complain that Steve Nash got a job. He literally brought in the rest of the population in America that happens to share the same skin color as the, the guy that got hired. He did that. I didn't do that. I would have cared less because I don't care who the Knicks hire or Nets or whatever team you, they are. But you care about him making that statement. Because he brought me into it. He, he is now bringing into me into it. Yes. How did he bring you into it? Um, I'm white. Yeah, but you didn't. You don't have any privilege here. Well, you just told me I had privilege. Not with getting hired for the Nets. But I do because if but I applied, I would have been able to get it over all those non-white people. Who oh no, you'd be able to get it over me, but not the other guys. Right. See, so I still have <laughs> right, and I, and I have no basketball experience other than out in the park or the playground. Yeah, let's leave it with the first statement. All right. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying is like he didn't have to bring in the white privilege to make his point. But his point was the white privilege. Yeah, but I think the point is missed what he was saying about that's kind of like a norm. Right. Sure. The, the guy is let's say he has no. I like Stephen Nash. OK, because he, he, he comes from an era when I was really into uh, basketball right. and very good, very good. But as a coach, he doesn't have that resume. This is basically what he was saying. He doesn't have that resume. And okay. he beat out all of these other candidates. Let me let me go another direction. They were candidates. Let me go another okay. direction. Let's go right back to our our home and our specialty here where we talk about. Have you ever in your military career met a soldier whom you probably outranked who is a better leader than you? Have I ever met a soldier that I outranked? You, you could have ranked him or not, but a good leader. A good leader isn't just Sergeant Major or a, a Lieutenant. Leaders can come from anywhere, right? All right. Sometimes they're found on the battlefield. True. You heard of 
promotions or combat promotions. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you think that happens? Based on their skin color? No. So the requirements well, for always, being a good leader, but... requirements for being a good leader are what? To be in a leadership position already? I don't know, Jim. And yeah, I'm I would say you. yes. Yeah. So in order for you to be a leader, you have to have been in a leadership position. Oh, you're talking about military? Yes. Or oh, had the training. To, to, to be a leader. So you're yeah. saying leadership is trained. The basic, the, the foundation of it, yes. That's so why no you one, have, back, back in the day, PODC. Now, if you talk about battlefield promotions and things of that nature, yeah, you got to do, you know, you can, everybody gets taken out. So the APFC, you're now the sergeant. So I just want to make sure I get this right. I want to make sure I get this right. You are telling me that in order to be a leader in the military, you have to have had leadership training. I no, 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 no. I That's my question. Criteria. No, so my question is, no. when you are recognizing a soldier, you see a soldier who could be a private, a specialist, whatever, and you see a leader inside this man or woman mm-hmm. who has never been to PLDC or any other leadership course other than being a soldier, and that's not a leadership course. Maybe they cycle you through in basic right. training, that fake stuff. You're telling me he can't possibly be a leader. You couldn't promote no, him. No, I'm not leader. saying that, Jim. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking, is the scenario possible that Steve Nash is a good coach without ever being in a coach position? It's a possibility, Jim. That's yeah. all I want to know, that there is a possibility. So it doesn't always have to be his white privilege. It doesn't have to be his lack of resume. There's a possibility that even those two superstars who happen to be black thought this guy could be a damn good coach. Is that a possibility? Yeah, everything's a possibility. Well, then why would we instantly... Uh, sure, but why would we instantly you go sure to white privilege? sure you agree with that? Everything could be a possibility. Sure, and it could be white privilege, right? Because that's what you're trying you to get me to say. Um, I'm not I trying... I don't do that. I'm going to try to get you to say anything. But I don't believe in the white privilege I just try to get thing. you to see that just, different perspective. I just don't believe in the white privilege, not, not the way it's being passed around. I, How I, would you I, believe it then? Well, I thought you wanted to say that for a white privilege show. <laughs> I'm saying it's, it's it's a prejudice, not a privilege. Oh, okay. And we okay. all have prejudice. John Marx is prejudice. Got it. No, we all have prejudice. Some people like mustard. Some people hate it. Uh, I, I ain't talking. I, I'm not going down that way. Well, we'll save that for the when show. We're talking about, when we're talking about human interaction, I don't talk about liking oranges or broccoli or stuff well, like no, that. No, but no, but the, the concept's the same. You still no, form. Not. How is it not? No, because human interaction, you, you're talking about people's lives. Of course. And if you don't right. recognize lives any different than your own, because you can agree if it's not in your backyard, then you don't care. There's people. No, 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 no. There's people dying me. all over the world, but nobody's standing up saying, hey, we got to stop drunk driving. We got to do all this stuff. There are only few people standing up saying those things. Women are beat. Children are, are, are stolen and, and put in a slate. All these problems happening with human lives. But nobody's sitting here saying every day about all these things. You're not sitting here talking about all these human lives that are being. Taken. I would, but you have me talking about Stephen A. Smith. Oh, coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> so a show about human lives. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you get the point I'm making as you don't have the time in a day to address all the issues that all human lives experience. No, that's not the point you're making. Well, that's the point I'm making. Oh, okay. Now I get it because 
through the rest of the show, prior to you saying that, the point you were making to me is, hey, I don't believe in white privilege. I don't like it when they say it. You'll never convince me there's ever such thing. You brought up the difference between uh, mustard and and people. (laughs) I'm telling you that people interact with people and they form the same opinions and prejudices based on their experience they do, just like eating mustard. Not just because they're human lives. They say, oh, well, my experiences must be totally wrong because they're human lives. I don't agree with that. That could be a bad batch of mustard, too. But they don't go back and say, oh, let me try it. Taste the damn mustard first. Well, they, and then you make a make a make the call that you don't like the mustard. So you're making an assumption that they have no not tasted these human lives. The, Jeffrey Dahmer has eaten many people. Do you think he has a preference? Not tasted human life. No, what I'm saying when it comes to human interaction, most people don't. How many does it take? They interact or whatever with different type humans, but they make an assumption. Take? Huh? How many does it take? If you saw, um, let's use a. Let's go back to like the old days, you know, like the, the barbarians and and, the, the, you know, the, where all this stuff probably all formed. When you have barbarians that aren't clean or whatever coming on your land and 13 of them come in and they plunder and they pillage and they tear your place apart. And then they, you chase them off and they're gone. And then they come back again, do the same. How many times do you have to see that before you start to say, hey, when I see these guys, we need to put our guard up? I don't have an issue with those people who uh, do what you, you just said. Because no. it's not in your backyard? No, because they have an experience. What I said was most people don't have any interaction, association with people who are not like them, look like them. I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that. I think you can't say most people have not had experience. Remember what I said in the earlier show, Jim? When I speak like that, I'm talking about people, people that I've spoken to personally. All right, so and those I six asked, people. So people, those six people don't have experience. No, no, no. It's fourteen, first of all. Okay, but I'm gonna do this. Dude, I'm going to do this. We're going to start incorporating. I'm going to do some man on the street stuff. We're going to start asking people. You I'm really going to start getting that? a collection of of people. Wow. I have to because I, we can't talk this most people stuff and not really have a a collective idea of what most people. Hopefully, we get enough people in the comments. Let Let's hear what you guys have to say. What oh, do you guys do. feel? Please I mean. Do. That's what we really need. We need the most people that are watching this or responding to this because I, I need to get Jim Mike off this most people train here because. Wow. I've only I, said that one time. Well, all right, whatever. And I'm on the train. Okay. <laughs> yes. You see how that works? One time is all it takes. One that's time it. and I'm on the, you're on the train. That's it. So that's my Trump point. Train. My Trump. point is, is sometimes it does take only one time. Yeah. And sometimes there's it doesn't, an experience there. It, doesn't have to be a personal experience. It could be a story from somebody else. Okay. My, my cell phone was stolen out of my hand while I was in Peru. I think I told this story already. Yeah, you did. By a little kid. Do you know what happens when I go back to Peru now? <laughs> Do I like, oh, walk around my phone in my hand like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to steal it. No, it took one time. Now, every little kid in Peru, not only am I watching him, I'm looking to see if he's got my phone. <laughs> It took one time. It doesn't mean I hate every little kid in Peru, but you bet your butt I'm watching them. So why is that a hard concept to understand? I don't know why you keep repeating yourself when that's not what I said. I said that when they don't have the interaction or association with other people. 
and they form opinions about said people. Right. Which is like what? What is interaction? Does it need to be direct or can it be through news or could it be media? What what's interaction? You know, me, I'm, I'm personal interaction because I OK, Jim, I'm not going to go to Peru and start uh, looking at people, looking at these little boys or whatever. Oh, I've been to different. I beg oh, to differ. Okay, I, that's you. I bet you go to Peru and you remember my story. And you were like, how the heck did that happen? You may come up with a different conclusion, but you're going to look at those little kids and say, this kid ain't stealing nothing from me. Jim's crazy. But you're going to think about it. Oh, afterwards, probably. Oh, no, I was around the go. kids in Peru. And then we get to the show and I'll be like, hey, Jim, you'd be like, hey, Mike, I text you. I'll be like, whoa, where's my phone? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get an Obama phone? Oh, wait, that was not white privilege, was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, got, I got a whole case of those. All right. Either way, I, I think um, the Stephen A. Smith, let's wrap that up because we can go a whole nother show with the white privilege thing. And I think there's so much more we can dive into. No need. No need. It's already been done. Yeah, no, we can go back there because obviously you. Why would, why would you go back to something you don't believe in? Well, I don't believe in it. No, well, oh. that's not true. I, I really, like I said, I do believe I it. I don't sport. believe it's what you think it is. Or what the majority oh, okay. of people are portraying it to be. Oh, so you believe differently than I do. Got it. Yeah, because you're black. I'm white. Yeah, so no, obviously we think different, right? Isn't that how it works? Oh, yeah. Because the color of your skin, you have to believe something different than me? That's right. See? If we agree. See? Oh, uh, you know, and, a lot of because, times on this show, we do agree. And Maybe because that's why I, we get the six views. Right. Because, <laughs> because I have white privilege, my opinion is always right. Yeah. See? See, now you're you're on, that, you're on that right wing. Oh, sorry. White no, wing. Wait, why we got to bring left and right into it? <laughs> Can't we just go black and white? Like, why does everything have to be left, right, black, white, up, down? Like, what are you talking this about? This is America. All right. Either way, <laughs> let's put an end to this thing. I think Stephen A. Smith was wrong about his approach, even if he thinks he's right about his white privilege. Mm-hmm. I think he could have addressed the scenario a little bit better because he obviously didn't have all the information. So he didn't have to go to white privilege, but you obviously disagree with me. So I'm gonna let you share that. I think Stephen A was wrong. Okay. Hold on. Let me catch my breath. Go ahead. Let me know when you're right. ready for the I'm next ready. part. Go ahead. And I just lied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't say whether he was right or wrong, but I can say I get what he's saying. I, I do understand why he said that. Sure, I can. I there can was respect- all the information that I, I, I saw from the clip and uh, just reading a couple of articles and uh, hearing other people speak about it. Yeah, I can see it. I can respect his perception and his opinion, just like I can respect my perception and opinion of little children in Peru. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So let's move on to our favorite section here. Um, is the namesake of the show just pull the pin already, where we just bring up something in the world around us that just irks us and we just have to get it off our chest. So once again, Mike, would you like the honor? Oh, I'll give this one to you, Jim. Okay, let me take this one then. <laughs> this is probably a good place to go. I'm gonna go into the hospitals. <laughs> okay. Well, I gotta sit up for this one. Yeah. Now, first and foremost. Respect and love all that the people in the hospital do. But if you want to talk about a problem with a system, 
I have a serious problem with the way you're treated in hospitals. And I don't mean defibrillators and x-rays. I mean just the process. Think about the process. Why do people go to hospitals? They don't go to the hospitals because they have an extra batch of cookies and they want to share a moment with some people. They go to the hospital and usually their most traumatic moments of their lives. Now, obviously, there are exceptions. There are people that go regular visits. They don't have insurance or whatever their, their reason is. But my point is, usually when you think you're dying or something serious is happening to you, you go to a hospital. So given that consideration, imagine the people that come in there. What is the first thing you do? You walk to the counter. Hopefully you get right up to the counter and you give this information. Everybody at the counter seems so interested in you. And then they send you to a chair to sit and wait your turn. Now, granted, that's not their fault. Not their fault. The problem I have is once they get you into a room after they've taken your vitals and done all that stuff, they swarm you with all this love and attention, all this, let's take care of you, let's save your life, let's do all this. And then they do their thing and then they're all gone. So before you even have a diagnosis or what's wrong, you are left alone in probably the worst uh, mental state of your life because you're in a hospital wondering what the heck is wrong. No one's told you. And they leave you in that room by yourself for sometimes an hour plus. And I can't imagine how many people just lose their minds in that hour alone. Like, and I do say that I've seen some hospitals trying to make adjustments where they have volunteers that go around room to room and sit with people and talk to them for a moment. But I just think that that process needs to change. There needs to be something where these people are not left alone in the worst traumatic moments of their lives, waiting to hear the good or bad news. Mm. And I really think somebody needs to address that and make lots of money or maybe make a carousel type waiting room where we can have glass windows and look at each other. I don't know. Maybe that would be awkward too, but just an idea. Anyway, Mike, what do you got? Wow. I was with you. I was like, wow, this is a good pulled up. What the hell did he just say? What the heck did he just, what the freak? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Jim, um, it's, it's a part of the process. You know, there's, they, they in process you into the hospital and then they're done with their part. And then the next part comes much later. Right, but somewhere in my insurance bill that cost me thousands of dollars for that hospital visit, you think you can incorporate some attention every five mm -hmm. minutes, something to make sure I'm still alive and I, I, I feel alive? Well, you know, you have these people where their job is to provide hugs for people. Have you ever seen them? How much you could pay for that? I, I would like an application. <laughs> but insurance, you're saying insurance companies should hire these people for people like you when you're in the hospital. I, I don't know who is going to pay for it, but I know insurance is a lot of money and hospitals get a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They so get somehow they need to fix that problem. Get out with yours, yeah. Mike. <laughs> All right. Mine today, Jim, is... Um, it's hard for me to talk about this. It really is. Um, I think in one of the earlier shows, I, I said we need to go paperless. And I should have added to that because this is something near and dear to my heart, Jim. Right. Um, for us to go paperless, I think we need to get rid of the uh, pens and pencils. You know, got the little ones, they started out in kindergarten. And we had a pack of pencils. And I realized that they're still there. Everything is done on a tablet. 
with that little, what do they call that little tablet uh, pen, pencil like thing? Touch pen or stylus? Stylus, yeah, thank you, right? So why do we have pens and pencils, Jim? They are useless unless you are barbaric like you and I are. And I think that we need to get rid of them. We can save a lot of jobs by getting rid of the pens and pencils, Jim. And you know what I want to say, too? I think I, I, I'm not going to totally be against that. Obviously, I, wow, I've told you my wow. thought about thought about not going totally electronic. But I have to tell you, those pens take one thing called ink. Mm. And that ink, for the life of me, I cannot understand why we go to wars over oil. Have you seen the price of ink? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you tell me the country where ink comes from and I'm going to tell you, we'll start a war tomorrow Yeah, because this I, I'll go get an ink cartridge for my computer and it's just yeah. like, what? And yeah. then they'll give you $5 back if you give them the cartridge. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, thank you. Forget about that. $60 ink charge for a battery or something, you know, is that crazy? Right? Yeah, it is. But man. That's one thing I'll get rid of pens for just the ink. I'm done with yeah. the ink. Yeah. But I Keep like the pencils. pencils up. I like the pencils. Yeah. 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 I understand. You can stab but, somebody or something like that if you have to. Use it as a shank. You've been locked up this uh, gym? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just the lead poisoning, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Not, just you know, a backup plan, not a I understand. But you don't put it in your pocket because you'll end up stabbing yourself. Right. Anyways. <laughs> let's wrap this up completely. All so right, let's pull the pin. That is all the time we have for today's episode. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy what we had to say and hope to see you next time here at Pull the Pin Already. Until then, Godspeed. And pull the pin.